Do you ever watch TV shows and get confused by fancy graphics, professional writing, and those gosh darn hard to follow actors? Well, we got the thing for you. It's called Four Seasons in a Funeral. Instead of you watching the show, we watch the show for you and then recap it in perfect detail. Today we're talking about Season 3, Episode 15 of Fringe, Subject 13. I'm Charlie, and joining me are Nick and David. Hi, I'm Nick. Hey, I'm David. I don't like this um, infomercial vibe energy. <laughs> well, also, I'm very the, glad the it got picked up as infomercial vibe. The, the important thing that you forgot about that, Charlie, is do you have a lot of time on your hands? Because you <laughs> could no, this watch isn't, the episode. No, this isn't the show for you. <laughs> you, yeah, you could many- watch the episode. Or you could spend over double the amount of time <laughs> listening to people badly describe it. Do you think Fringe is too short and you want it to be longer? <laughs> Listen to us ramble about it. Do you want us well, to go no. on tangents vaguely related to a single line of dialogue in one episode of Fringe? <laughs> maybe related. Like, maybe. Or maybe it's just something's pissed us off this week. Uh, <laughs> I was in a pretty good mood this week, so this should be okay. What, what are you talking about, Charlie? The Leafs lost yesterday. Oh, that is out of my mind. <laughs> I have I have blanked that out of memory, and thank you for dating this episode. Uh, we all well, no, the least have lost multiple times. We yeah, constantly but... date the episodes. Like every <laughs> yeah. intro is like, "What are you doing?" Well, this movie just came out, so I watched it. What are you doing? I'm waiting for the next Monster Hunter content drop. Oh, I know exactly when this was. <laughs> Sometime between this day and this day. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, what have you guys been up to? Uh, I got my vaccine shot. Yay! Not the last one in the friend group to get vaccinated, Nick. Thursday. (laughs) Thursday I'll be able to. Also, Salt still hasn't been able to, because he lives in the spot that it can be kind of hard to when you don't have a vehicle. Yeah, but I think it's hilarious also, because Nick got his appointment way before you. I fucking fucking booked my appointment like a month ago. And like it was like, oh, earliest time you can come in. This time, a month later, I was like, cool. Yeah, and then I got a free-for-all clinic, (laughs) and it got in two weeks before I got my shot. Yep. Oh, that was great. And now, uh, actually, the province announced they're speeding up the second dose rollout, too. Yeah. I saw. Um, What makes me... I might be able yeah. to get mine in like August instead of September now. What makes mine really what makes me really salty about that is that the cutoff date is like between like oh you can get it yours at the start of August compared to mid August is like two days after or like two days before <laughs> my shot. So I'm like ah oh, sweet I get to wait like an extra like three weeks for my second shot just because. <laughs> Wonderful. Oh, yeah, I gotta so figure good. out if I can move my appointment as well for my second shot. That'd be nice. Oh, oh what's When's great your is second there's second shot uh currently it's scheduled for september 1st so oh, damn yeah which at the time was great like yeah <laughs> yeah but now you're like, like sooner 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 yeah give basically. me that second shot as soon as possible well yeah. after two weeks minimum yes, yes. yes. <laughs> let your body build up the antibody before you plunge more disease into it get the first like, shot walk out turn around you're not that's plunging how this works, more right? disease into it yeah <laughs> Hey, according to one of my cousins on Facebook, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, man, do I have oh. some rants for you guys that I'll nope. save for after this. <laughs> yeah. There Anyways, we go. There we um, go. I, I realized I didn't talk about it last week, but uh, I re- was really enjoying um, Project Hail Mary, Andy Weir's new book. Um, I think I've read it twice now already. It's very, very <laughs> good. Um, I highly recommend it if you liked Martian. Um, if you didn't like Artemis, that's okay. This is not like <laughs> Artemis. <laughs> yeah, I didn't David, like Artemis either. 
David recommended it to me, so I wasn't feeling good the day after my shot. Dug out my e-reader, um, purchased it, and read it, <laughs> read it in a day. Nice. It's so good. Um, go into it 100% blind if you can. Like, Don't even read a summary. Don't even read anything about it. Just go into it. That's the best now way to experience it. Now for my it. full book report. <laughs> Thanks, Charlie. I'm so excited <laughs> to have the entire book spoiled for me entirely. Yeah. I mean, it is getting a movie adaptation. They've already sold the rights. People are already signed on. Um, the 21 Jump Street guys are directing it or planning to direct it. Okay. So um, they have a pretty good th- track record. I so. think it would have been really funny if they got uh, Matt Damon back. <laughs> just, just Matt Damon again but as the new character. <laughs> uh, that would be good. Um, what have you been up to, Nick? Um, the less thesis writing. I got I got that background section written, and now it's just trying to get results in, and then also writing other sections. But yeah, hey. my my life continues to just be thesis, as it will be until uh, uh, like the start of July, and then yeah. it will be more stressed thesis for another month <laughs> or so. <laughs> Yay! Hey, th- you're almost done. You can see the finish Maybe. line. Maybe if I don't get if I, if I if I don't get deep learning results, it may get pushed, which would suck. <laughs> well, fingers crossed. There um, we go. Let's pray to the uh, neural network gods. No, don't worry, don't <laughs> worry, guys. I'm just I'm just gonna hack into your computers so I can use you guys to run a couple of the deep learning models. Um, while you're maybe using your computers, maybe not. Hey, pay me in Bitcoin, and you can use my machine for whatever. Uh, pay me in what, Chia. like a dollar in Bitcoin. <laughs> Yeah, I Give guess. Give me After- coin. <laughs> oh, God, no. No, don't bring attention to that. Bleep <laughs> the name of that cryptocurrency. Uh, it's, it's, it's okay, Charlie. That, that theory has now been made, and therefore it will be used. I can't wait for Chia to get forked to make NFTs. Just the, mm. the most oh. cancerous thing. Oh. Delicious, delicious NFTs. Like I'm all for the idea of decentralized currency. It's it's a good concept. I, should I'm be not implemented. anymore. I'm not anymore. <laughs> after seeing how after seeing how people have tried to implement it and just fail constantly, I don't think I don't think this technology deserves to exist after what we've done to it already. It's it's just the issue in creating the decentralized currency also had the side effect of those who had more access to the current centralized currency can get more of the decentralized currency faster well it's also it's useless as a currency because people aren't using it as a currency yeah it's absolutely useless as a transfer of value because it changes wildly every day why would you ever buy something with bitcoin when literally like a year from now maybe that bitcoin would have doubled or tripled in price or crashed to the floor like yeah why would, you accept, it like a why would you accept or um, give payment in a currency that has the possibility of going up five times or the possibility of dropping 90%? Yeah, um, like it's useless as a currency. That's why the decentralized currency doesn't work in the current implementation because we're not using it as currency. It's not yeah. price locked. I'm, it's not like... I'm, I'm excited. Uh, the, gov- the government of Canada has announced that they're going to do a um, tag to the Canadian dollar. Um, crypto see that which, might work that's it's literally we it, have to go backwards in time like right now <laughs> it's great we have um we now, have fiat, fiat we money need which to, is not back we by need anything. to travel back in time and kill alexander hamilton 
But yeah, right now we have money that's not back to a commodity and it's relatively stable because just that's what a dollar is a dollar. We all accept that. Sure, there's some inflation. Sure, it goes down or up, but a dollar is a dollar and we've accepted some, that. Some inflation. But that's after, that's after literally like hundreds and th- hundreds of years of it being backed by gold. And so that's why we accepted it at its value. Yes. Yeah. Bitcoin and like cryptos don't have that. So who fucking knows? If they yep. actually back it to something, and then we spend 100 years with the value relatively stagnant, maybe we can then use it as an actual currency. But you need the backing and the history. So everyone, the, the thing we need to take away from this is everyone needs to go to their banks and withdraw every single cent you have, <laughs> and then we can ruin the world economy. Because the banks don't have all that money on hand. No, there's no except, way they have the money on hand. No, banks are too big to fail now. All that means is the government's going to bail them out, and we're going to get hit on our taxes next year. Well, like, no, you're not gonna, gonna well, no, you're not going to get hit on your taxes. Just remember all that money that you took out? Well, the government printed out that much money, but again, and gave it to the banks. Uh, yeah. yeah, like, it, it, we can't do, like, that doesn't, <laughs> and, that power And now that exist. money that you took out is worth half as much as when you initially took it out from the banks. This yeah. is what happened. You got punished. Yeah, basically, like... It's, so you're it saying matter. burn it all down? Uh, so the uh, problem with burning your money is then they can no no no. I, Nick, Nick, I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about society. I think so. The problem honestly, with burning you know, down we do society live in a is society. then they can just print it again. Well, no, honestly, <laughs> the problem I think is that if banks, I, there is no way banks aren't using a decentralized technology to store their records at this point, like. Why wouldn't they just for safety? I like, think even if you, you would were... be for safety, banks. I think you would be surprised. I mean, just dude, the banking systems are still run on ancient software architecture because oh, they're yes. too scared to touch it. I yes, don't that. think they've moved to decentralized registries. I don't mean they would move to everything. I just think they would probably keep a backup at this point because if worst case scenario, like they do lose everything, like that's I, a way to keep all those I records. Genuinely, forever. don't think so. Well, there was the case of the dude who uh, Bank of America tried to foreclose on his mortgage that he didn't have because he paid for his house in cash, like never took a mortgage out with them. And they said, no, you're backed on this mortgage. We're going to sue you. So he took them to court. They never showed up. So he won in his favor and basically won a branch of Bank of America and started showed up with moving men and started hauling all the computers out and said, hey, a judge says I own this and all the contents now get out so in theory there was local mortgages that were stored on those computers that he could have cleared and the people in the town wouldn't have owed their mortgage anymore uh i don't know yeah i think the bank has backups at this point like they just from a to get to, to get very like socioeconomical about this just in order to keep the lower class down I can't imagine them not having backups or even like fraudulent backups of all of that. That's what we need. We need to create a a record management service and just call it oppressionator. I mean, that's essentially what it is. That's that's what that's what that entire system has become is just keeping people down. (laughs) Is the entire thing? Prices, house pricings are rising, so now you have to get a mortgage as well, and you have to like owe hundreds of thousands to the bank that will just constantly be on your record. That's why student loans exist. That's why this all is to keep you in the system to keep you pressed down. Like that's what it is. Isn't it? Isn't it super cool that you can put five percent down on a house? 
Like that is the minimum down payment now for a house under $500,000 in Canada is 5%. Yeah. Yeah. But then that's not a, you, you get worse mortgage rates for that. You you get terrible mortgage rates, but you can, but you can have to pay back. You can have interest on 95%, $475,000 on a $500,000 house. That is insane. Yes. Where are you finding a $500,000 house right now? That's, that's uh, also <laughs> Newfoundland. Newfoundland. But also, that, but the thing I can't is, move to Newfoundland. I'm too brown. The thing is, if you don't yeah. have a house, if you don't have a home, and renting is too expensive, the mortgage payments are lower than rent payments, at least month to month. Not over time. Not at all. You're getting fleeced over time. But when you're living paycheck to paycheck, that kind of yeah. shit, you, you gotta do that kind of shit. Like, yep. Oh. It's, well, yeah. instead of talking about our traumatic experiences, let's talk about Olivia's in this episode of Fringe, where the TV guide reads, The team looks to the past to focus on Walter's experiments in the 1980s and Olivia's traumatic experiences. Wow. Yep. The TV guide says as much as the provincial government does during a COVID presser. <laughs> Basically. God, this was, this was such a good episode. What do you mean? They're not blaming the federal government. <laughs> <laughs> There's no are we too topical the- for you audience are we too topical <laughs> it's, re- it's really great that like you know over half I, I feel like over half of our listeners that like don't just immediately know us definitely live in Canada right they definitely don't live in the states <laughs> where they're like very confused by all of this discussion listen we have our problems up here <laughs> and a lot of them have seem- been caused by the people down there looking at you Republicans you gave us Doug Ford you fucks <laughs> it may blame not you seem... for encouraging him to get into politics it may not seem as drastic but it's it's still bad in its own way oh yeah um but yeah i was not expecting this to be a flashback episode at all God, i thought this, ep- this episode's so good <laughs> it's very good like holy crap but i was sh- shocked when you're we like oh my god we're in the past yeah and they're they, basically like they hey <laughs> they're like hey do you want a lore dump because we're gonna give you a lore dump i love so, by the way, did everyone notice like the camera being just a little bit different as well? Uh, it's super episode. blurry. It's I thought super something blurry. was wrong with the resolution on my and, video. Like, it's it's definitely how they're like. This is how we're going to portray the past, and it's a little bit frustrating. But it was also like it was nice to have that as the difference. I uh, do. I think my favorite part of the episode, just to, just very briefly, was when they were doing the Betamax um, videos. Or literally, oh, yes. like, Walter's like, hey, uh, Bell, here's my uh, recordings of my Betamax. Please let me know. And it was just that quality. I really liked that. It was, yeah. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's, 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 let's get let's into it. Let's speed run to that section. Even, your, your favorite part of the episode is not a young Peter trying to kill himself with a cinder block on top of <laughs> oh Rain Lake. Oh, my God. This was he's, ridiculous. He's just trying to get back to the world at the bottom of the lake like a normal person. Okay, as far as he thinks, he doesn't think he's going to die here, to be fair. like Yes. I mean, he, then, it, then what's up with the cinder block, dude? Just swim down there. Well, no, he, he's, listen. He's, he's a small child. Some, he's, he's put on some weight after getting better from his sickness, and he's going to float back up to the surface right now. <laughs> the more fat you have, the more buoyant you are, technically, yes. Exactly. <laughs> so Hasn't been hit in the gym, doesn't have enough muscles to sink yet. Uh, Ooh. Oh, I will say, watching them surface out of the water, that is a rough shot. Um, just well, the CG on it, and yeah, it's weird. Well, I don't think we've actually described it. So I think the episode uh, opens, essentially, right? 
Yeah, Wait. Peter's Peter's yeah. mom is cleaning the house, and then she goes into his room, and it's like Peter's not here. What the fuck? And there's a note on his bed that just says, "I am going home," and it's interspliced with her running out of the house and Peter walking onto um, Raiden Lake that's still kind of frozen over, but it's thin because it's raining and you can see the slush. Um, and he has a rope tied to a cinder block, and he ties the rope around himself and starts trying to break a hole into the ice on the assumption that his world is at the bottom of the lake or there's a portal there who really knows hey listen he on his way over to this side he walked through a portal and then fell from the bottom of the lake up because he did fall into the lake and then got pulled up from the bottom so the traumatic experience yeah I yeah. assume the trauma erased the uh, magical portal and just <laughs> was sort of like, hey, we came out of the water and I was here his, in yeah. his memory. That's that's fair. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then he, he breaks the cinder block and or he breaks the ice with the cinder block and falls into the lake and his mom has to save him. And luckily, Peter really... can't tie knots for shit. So that yeah, cinder he block just... slips right off and... of him. Well, and no, he also... just he double knotted it around his belly instead of doing like a secure knot, mm-hmm. and so the mom can just untie it. And it's a good thing she's a strong woman. And also <laughs> the fact that her, his mom has decided to take lessons in like very like she's very comfortable in cold water. Like I guess she just does polar I... dips for fun. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the adrenaline of oh my child mm. is trying to kill himself kind of yeah. overrides a lot of that. I think mm. that's mostly adrenaline. Adrenaline does magical things. This is fair. It's... But uh, but yeah, there's... this is before she becomes very, very weak. In fact, I think we see her become weak as the episode <laughs> yes. goes on. Yes, oh. we do. Oh. We see her the exact moment where she becomes a sad, weak woman. Oh. <laughs> Peter remembers that for the rest of his life. Turns out well, yeah, it's found that's... at the bottom of a bottle. Well, yeah, that's when he started calling her mom. She became weak then. <laughs> Oh, so Peter is responsible for his mom's suicide. Good, we good. That's canonized now. We'll get uh, there. But we'll get there's there. a weird, there's a weird shot where it's like tension building, where they're just the camera's just looking at the hole in the ice, waiting for them to surface. But you can tell, and I'm not blaming them for not filming on top of ice in the rain. I blame them for not matching the rain element with when they zoom in, because the rain stays the same size and consistent but they're zooming in on the hole in the ice and it it's very clearly nah. just a rain layer and nah, then when they her, surface like... <laughs> there's like weird cg like camera shake nah, yeah her, like... the artificial camera <laughs> shake was really bad it looks let them, really let them have weird. their 80s let them have their 80s filming moments during this 80s episode this isn't even 80s filming moments though this looks straight out of like star trek with the camera shake well the thing is the camera shake looks so fake like real 80s would be someone would be punching the camera essentially as they come <laughs> real up. real is 80s they, is they throw a child into arctic waters <laughs> like real like 80s filmmaking is both of these actors got pneumonia from this scene uh. And they had to do it five times because the director didn't like how it looked. <laughs> yep. Oh. But hey, um, let's that's that's our cold open for this episode, and we get we're back to the like amazing old fringe intro. Fantastic. Synth, the synth oh, intro. It's so, so good. good. My girlfriend hates that intro. Really? What? Why? Yeah. Um because What's wrong with her? Aside from, you know, dating it, you. It's it's different. <laughs> is the argument is the fringe opening always had like the same thing until it didn't so she doesn't like it when it doesn't but like 
Does she this... not like the red version either? No, the red version is fine because the music is the same. She doesn't like the music in the in the throwback because it's different music and it only happens every now and then. But it's different music because it's a synth remix of it, and it's legitimate. Really, yeah, good. yeah. She acknowledges that it it would be fine if it, that was always the intro, but they changed it on her unexpectedly, and so she doesn't like it. Wow, she but, must hate my intros to this podcast. Then it's a good <laughs> thing she doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> but like, that's fair. But like, it's it, this. This feels like this makes it feel like it's from the eighties. Like this hey, intro. Like it's hey. Oh. If you if you want me. <laughs> After we're done recording, to get her on so that you can have this debate, I would be happy to. But I'm just <laughs> I know, telling you, I know, that I know was I'm her not rationale. I, I, I know I'm not going to win. So, hey, I'll, I'll tell you her counter argument right now it's stupid. Yes, I, I, I knew that was going to be the counter argument. <laughs> oh, your girlfriend's catchphrase. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's her cold open is them surfacing from the water. And then we come back and. Walter is leading a prayer circle. Well, yes, that's what's happening. <laughs> a, a meditation circle on some poor children test subjects. But hey, we get to see Olivia and I think reverse um, empath guy. Yeah, I assume that's him because he calls her Olive as well, which was um, yeah, his we get nickname, nickname for her. Here. Yeah. He doesn't have the two scar yet, though. No, I assume that happened later in life. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been an interesting little touch if he just had a massive number two scar on his face as well. <laughs> Walter carved it there because he for- kept forgetting what subject number he was. Scars, scars Actually, don't like grow in size when you get older, so it would have to be massive on that child. Like yeah, scars yeah, stay Walter the same thinks, size. Walter thinks well, in advance. Well, what if what if instead the, this like the number two scar happened during this episode, like it was see, like that a part, would, like one of the scenes that would make sense. But we do get to see something that has been hinted a whole bunch, right? Mm-hmm. In this episode, we finally get to see that cause. Yes. So that's exciting. But um, yeah, Walter is leading the sort of meditation circle. He's trying to get them to focus. We find out this is Olivia and Nick Lane because they're chatting. Nick Lane's worried about his uh, stuffed animal not going to the other side with them. <laughs> and Olivia's like, just put on your feet. I'm sure that'll work. <laughs> um, and then Walter's like, whoa, Olivia, why are you talking? What the fuck? <laughs> Very like elementary school, middle school teacher vibes coming from uh, Walter right now. It's, which is it's so a weird. It's a weird cult summer camp. Is what this yeah. is. Well, because he is... gets interrupted, and the assistant's like, "Oh, hey, your wife is on the phone, and oh, also she's here, so you can't <laughs> dodge is... her phone calls." And... What, a, what a way to phrase that as well is, "Hey, your wife's on the phone. Oh, she's calling to tell you that she's here." Yeah, <laughs> not just um, hey, your wife arrived. And so Walter goes, "Oh, hey, Thursday's our early day this week. Well, I'm going home then." And he spins it into something happy for the kids, and all the kids are like, "Yay! No more weird experiments, except for Olivia." It's Yay. like, dear God, somehow yeah. it's worse at home than here. Oh, Why? Well, we see how much worse it is at <laughs> it's home. It's not yeah. somehow. We see exactly how. Because, yeah. hey, you remember all the times Olivia talked about how she was abused as a kid? Now we get to see it on film. All, like, two episodes of that. Well, no, it's come up more than that. It's come up several times, mm-hmm. I think. Okay. It was only the focus of, I think, two episodes, but it's definitely come <clears throat> up in other ones. Yeah. That's fair. But hey, we don't get there quite yet. Instead, we get to see the happy reunion of young Walter and, um, and what's her name? Peter's mother. Elizabeth. I remember what, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, right. All I could think in my head was weak, weak woman. Um, 
But hey, she's at least back. They like they brought the actress back. I guess I'm, because I was shocked makes, to see this her. This makes last week's episode so much weirder as well. <laughs> With the random women that Walternet talks to, if they were able to get her back for this episode, it's God. It's so strange. <laughs> yeah, like, but we it, it's here. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we. Uh, Walter arrives home with his wife, and she tells him, apparently, about Peter's uh, kind of suicide attempt. Crossover attempt, I guess. And Peter's like, everything's wrong here. The Dodgers play in Brooklyn, and Green Lantern is wrong. He should be red. And I never owned a baseball mitt. And Walter's like, son, you're stupid and wrong. Let me gaslight isn't real. (laughs) Yeah. Peter's like, don't call me your son. You're not my dad, and you're not my mom. The two plot points from this episode are, um, how hard can we gaslight a child, and hmm, How hard can we traumatize another child? hmm, Look, there's, can can we recreate um, horrific childhood trauma, but in a science experiment? Also, hey, look at how hard it is to gaslight a child. (laughs) Jesus. To be fair, this seems very accurate for 80s-style science experiments. (laughs) Would not be surprised if this was something the CIA or someone actually did in the 80s. But, like, I'm just just saying, like, I feel like at that age, like 10, I would believe whatever the fuck my parents told me. They were like, yeah, the Dodgers play on the moon. I'd be like, cool. Looks real cool on the moon. I don't know. I feel like kids can be very opinionated. Like, it's either or. Either kids usually believe everything you say, or they just don't believe anything you say. Like, so I, you gotta, I feel like you gotta drug them up. So, so, so all I'm gonna say is, is I definitely had, like, some, like, dreams when I was a kid where, like, there were things from those that, like, I hadn't, like, thought of, or, like, weren't, like, a thing in reality, and I just, like, took those as fact because they didn't come up very often, and then it's, like, way later in life where I was, like, that's just entirely wrong, and where did I get that idea from? <laughs> I think back and I'd be like, that entire interaction didn't make sense. So, like, yeah. Yeah, that dream where people were able to mentally image uh, picture things is completely false. No one can do that. <laughs> no one can do that. That's not allowed. <laughs> but, like, huh. yeah, no, it's... I can, yeah, I can but... understand Peter's, Peter's stubbornness here, being like, no. I'm just saying, like, you get some horse tranquilizer. Kid doesn't know where he is. He's going to believe whatever you say. And honestly, then you, like, wean him off. Honestly, so they've mentioned... So in the previous episode, or the first episode of Nick Lane, Nick Lane mentions at some point that they tried to make the children forget the experiments and, like, be sleeper agents. So I 100% thought this episode was going to lead towards, like, that discovery or that like invention or that need where walter like invents something that like erases their memories past a certain age or like it makes them like super easy to hypnotize and he'll use it on peter as well (laughs) you're gonna say super easy to hit (laughs) and as we can see in this episode kids are really easy to hit oh god in Um, fact in the next scene we see how easy it is Yeah, Olivia is at home and she's reading um, and then her stepfather comes in and is like, when I say to go to sleep, I mean go to sleep and starts chasing her. Um, And and Olivia is not down for this and she starts to run away. She's just reading a book. Can you? I mean, yeah, it's 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 very uncomfortable, but it's... she like starts to run away, and then for a split second, she disappears and appears in a sort of a big a field. field. 
and she looks up and she sees a zeppelin and she's like whoa what the fuck zeppelins are awesome man <laughs> wish i lived here <laughs> this is the coolest thing i've ever fucking seen what's really cool is they don't even reveal the zeppelin or anything you just hear the sounds of it yeah and yeah. but then she flashes back and she's back at her house where and she uh her stepdad yeah, grabs caught. her by the hair yep and, uh, it's all very uncomfortable yeah Oh, we did miss uh, Peter and Elizabeth talking, and he, she's like, hey, you were supposed to send him back already, like, this is getting hard, it's... and he's like, he's like, the fabric of the universe is super thin, I don't want to fuck stuff up more, hopefully these small children will be able to do it for me, I just it's... need more time to experiment on them. <laughs> that scene I thought was really, really important as well, because the last, the last flashback that we got... Um, Walter wanted to send Peter back, but then didn't because of Elizabeth. And we're now yeah. seeing yeah. essentially the opposite. We're seeing um, the guilt that kind of forms in her on yeah. this well, side. Yeah, because like the child, like she, you've kidnapped a child at this point. Like a hundred percent, you've kidnapped a child, and the child is yeah. not happy. And if they do think of her like them as their as Peter, like it must be eating at them. Like oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with Walter continuing to bring up, he's not our son. I know how much he looks like it, but he's not our son. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Ugh. Yeah, and uh, we get breakfast the next day where Peter continues to say uh, Elizabeth isn't his mom. Uh, you get uh, some of the, the facts wrong. Like, we've been doing this for two months and you still don't get things 100% right. And uh, Walter stole me from the other world at the bottom of the lake. And Elizabeth is like, you're crazy, man. You're crazy. You're sick. Just, you're crazy. insane the <laughs> amount of gaslighting in this episode. It's yeah. actually insane. Was, was the term gaslighting, like, when was the term gaslighting coined? Like, it was, well, was, it, it was coined oh, like in the 1800s. Story. Yeah, okay. there's a short okay. story where, like, a man changes the amount of gas in their light in oh, okay. his life and drives his wife crazy. Like, that's yeah. where gaslighting comes from, like, so... Yeah, it comes from back in the time where you had gas lines running in your house yeah. to light your, to be, your room. To be fair to Nick, though, I don't think it was very commonly used in, like, regular nomenclature until, like, recently. Um, there were a couple big media things, and also, like, the political yeah. spectrum changed. And so gaslighting became, I think, more of a common term that we use nowadays. Uh, in the play Gaslight from 1938... Yeah, but I think it definitely it's had a resurgence in usage. Yes, because like, like in the past couple of years, or sorry, in the past um what six years? How long is the? <laughs> well, how long was the Trump presidency? <laughs> when did he start campaigning? Was it like sorry, last David, Tuesday or something? Like David, that wasn't uh, gaslighting. Those were alternative facts. Oh my god! Also known as falsehoods and lying. <laughs> That I that still blows my mind that even happened. <laughs> like, <laughs> like his that, crowd size was smaller than than this other guy. No, those are just alternative facts. Well, no, it wasn't even that. That wasn't the the thing. Was a reporter was calling out her for saying that statement, and then he just full on said, "Why are you and the Trump presidency stating all of these falsehoods?" And she went, "Those aren't falsehoods. These are alternative facts." Which like just it wasn't makes me any... upset to hear that term. Like, that was but... her comeback to being called out as a liar. <laughs> like, it wasn't even, like, any... Uh, uh, but what if you had the power to make people, like, actually think that? Uh, Anyways, Peter, who has significantly less power, uh, 
Yeah. He's just been told, he's like, I know I sound crazy, but I'm not crazy. Which isn't a good sign. No. (laughs) Peter definitely wants to return to the bottom of that lake, too. And they are trying their best to not have him just accidentally kill himself here. Well, yeah, they fly him all the way to Jacksonville. Yeah, Yeah. get him far away from that lake until it, you know, stops being frozen. And also, here's another, like, rough point in this episode where, like, even the assistant, Walter's assistant, is, like, morally corrupt in all this. Because Walter comes in, she's like, oh, it looks like you didn't sleep well. And she's like, oh, I'll organize data today. And Walter's like, no, I want to, I had a rough night, um, but I want to do independent testing on some of the kids. And he's like, what's, why is Olivia here? And the assistant goes, oh, she didn't have a good night either. I'm like, she has a fucking black eye. Uh, like, <laughs> you, why you are you so know, cavalier about this? You all know what's going on. Like, you all fully are aware of what happened. You, you are just <laughs> trying to tell, have Olivia tell you so that you can do something about it. No, not even. Well, like, I don't even think at first they want to do anything about it. Like, yeah, no, they're, they're like, oh, cool experiment subject. Let's keep doing this. And Walter even asked, like, oh, where'd you get the black eye? And she's like, I fell a lot. <laughs> okay, I was running and I my fell. House. Yep. Okay. Walked no, into you, a door. You guys, you guys are twisting that a little bit. Like, Walter, you, you do see the difference between Walter and what we're assuming William Bell is here, where Walter is significantly gentler and is doing his best to try and, like, you know, like, create a rapport so that, like, Olivia can possibly I- open up. Okay, I would accept that if not for the fact that later on we find a case report he wrote where he has in the case report, oh, we think she's being beaten by her dad, just casually written in the report. And this is the environment we think is beneficial for the study. For the experiment, like... So I will, I will, I will, I will say that yes, that is definitely a thing, and that is definitely (laughs) Walter acting more towards William Bell's interests in those moments. But is it William Bell's interest? Like, I don't think William Bell... This isn't William Bell's experiment. This is all Walter. Yeah. Like, I will will definitely say Walter is certainly a monster in this episode, but (laughs) at the very least in this scene. No, I think... I I don't think this is... Like, it might be genuine. It might be him trying to reach out, but I don't think the fact that he later writes about it and and has to be guilted by his wife about it to actually do anything, like, that completely redeems him for even, like, this attempt. Like, his later actions show that this was not enough. Like, he was not doing everything he could at this point. At the end of this this interaction where she's like, yeah, I was running and I fell, which, like, is is portrayed as a very obvious lie from a young yes. child that's being abused. Like any reasonable person would be able to see that. And then Walter sees, Oh, she drew a Zeppelin. Oh, did you see this after you fell? Like he's looking to exploit her trauma immediately. Yes. And that, that is the, that is the monster coming back. That I will. Agree. <laughs> I think, I think, I think you're too, you're too precious with Walter because you know him like you know his character later on but you've got to also make the connection that he's also had parts of his brain removed by the time oh, we yeah, see no, him no, no. in season oh, one. Oh no 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 yeah. i trust me i do understand that and i basically what i what i'm trying to get from the scene is that like you see both like you definitely get both sides of the walter uh because you're okay, right the okay. blimp is the blimp is what turns it yeah. and like you I have trying to be at least followed by that yeah, followed by see... wait i can do this I can concede that we at least see some of the nice Walter in here, but it is p- 
overpowered by evil genius. <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah. All right, next scene. Where are we? <laughs> um, uh, we get the white tulip scene right afterwards, yeah. where um, Elizabeth and Peter are driving to do some errands, and um, they get a wonderful sort of imagery of, hey, um, change the world to have it be how you'd like it. Uh, yeah, there's a scientist yeah. or some guy who missed the tulips, decided to bring them over and commit genetic modification on them in order to make them survive the climate. Yep, yeah. just like you should Peter... do with all animals. Listen, like, you know, those, Invasive those species animals... are no problem. Don't worry <laughs> about it. <laughs> These animals, they help out that environment over there. What possible issues could we have over here if we bring Listen, them in? Listen, if you have a pest problem, bring in a predator to eat it. Don't realize that predator is nocturnal and the prey is <laughs> awake during the day so nothing happens. The both populations go crazy. Bring another species in to deal with both. Or... Exactly. You can take, I think it was India's problem, where they had a huge snake problem. So they said, hey, bounties on snakes. And so people started breeding snakes. <laughs> and then the British caught wind of this and went, we're not fucking paying that. Cut the program. And so the breeders, who had bred more snakes than there were to begin with, released all their snakes. And the country was back to having a snake problem. <laughs> or you can be like an American poet and think, man, I wish all of the birds that Shakespeare mentioned in his plays lived in America. I'm going to bring them all here. Yes. <laughs> and just okay. infest America with starlings. But they are pretty. <laughs> yes, just they like are these pretty. tulips. Not yeah. in hordes of thousands, though. <laughs> I mean, Peter disagrees. He says they're stupid, and if I could change the world like that, I wouldn't make flowers. I would go home. To my real mom. My yeah. strong mom. <laughs> <laughs> my strong, happy mom. Yes. <laughs> Who definitely didn't realize that, you know, my dad wasn't my dad when he came and took me. Are we, are we too harsh on Peter's mom? <laughs> We're too harsh We're... on Peter's views of his mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's doing her best in a tricky situation. Like, like Peter one, is one, thing un... that we are, one thing that we are 100% going to gloss over in this entire episode is exactly how difficult the struggles of Peter's mom is in this episode. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, Peter's mom is weak. That is what Peter has told us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, like, is, that is a shame she, that we're going to gloss that over. <laughs> yeah, but Peter's also a problem kid because he doesn't want a Battlestar Galactica game board, which would probably be worth a lot of money today. He doesn't Seriously. want a Rubik's Cube. He doesn't want to play Joust, which seemed <laughs> cool. The other kids seem to be having a fucking great time on it. And then he's like, oh, cool, a model airplane. I'm going to see zombie flesh melting virus on that one day. Well, I thought it was more of a thing that the other universes didn't have airplanes. Was what I they was have zeppelins? Or, yeah, yeah they well, they blimps. don't have as advanced airplanes as maybe we did at the time because of different technology trees. So it's probably <laughs> like, you, oh, cool! What the fuck is this thing? Do you think they? No, do you think they built airplanes and went, nah, zeppelins are cooler, and then abandoned <laughs> the technology? Well, I just think there wasn't as much advancement. <laughs> well, so so the important thing is, can you imagine dropping nukes from blimps instead of nukes from uh, from fighter jets? I mean, it becomes a suicide mission. <laughs> I mean, weren't zeppelins used as bombers like in World War yes, One? Like, wasn't but that not one of the nukes. uses? <laughs> not nukes. Yes, you wouldn't be able to get away fast enough. <laughs> yeah. like, well, no, that's why the you nuke put has them a little parachute on. 
at that point are you are that is that, at that point are you a zeppelin or just a lower earth satellite <laughs> like also th- does the zeppelin operate that high up because it needs the air pressure to go up right and if the atmosphere is thinner then it doesn't float as well Technically, so that's how weather balloons work, right? They go all the way up. Eventually, the because air pressure pop. changes, they pop, essentially. So you would just have basically, as you go up, you would have to reduce the amount of air you have in the balloon <laughs> to compensate. And I'm sure that you could find an equilibrium where you could just hang out up there. But <laughs> That's beside the point. Um, I, I like this new technology that we're developing. Yeah. Fighter blimps. <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, we go back to the daycare center and Walter's like, oh, she probably crossed over due to some high emotional response. Um, And so Walter is discussing it with the assistant and um, Peter shows up with Elizabeth and oh, cute. We get to see young Peter and Olivia interact and they're smiling and having a fun time waving to each other. Um. And so Walter tells his wife, like, hey, Olivia's the key. She can bring Peter back to the universe. And we just have to trigger the right emotional response to get her to cross over again. So Walter busts out his Betamax. And I was really hoping we were going to have... I thought it was a good place for the uh, green, 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 red Easter egg. But the side of the camera is just red, green, blue. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Unfortunately, it's just RGB. Yeah, that's boring. (laughs) This is I a want... garbage camera that shoots three green, one red. <laughs> what color values do you have? 54, 58, 59, and 16. I'm sorry, why do you have four color channels? It's okay, three of them are green. <laughs> They're just various shades of green, these three. <laughs> what would that even... That would be horrible, three separate green channels. I mean, cameras do have more green... Um... What's well, yeah, because it's sensors the... than uh, red and blue, but you need all three colors to get yes. proper well, color. And and the important thing, the reason why you have those more green sensors is because it's in the center of our um, like the visual spectrum for humans, yes. so it's the yes. easiest to see color. Yes. Hey, that's something I learned from Project Hail Mary. <laughs> oh, I just learned that from you know the courses I took. That yeah, yeah I, I learned d- that from courses, which <laughs> I didn't hey, take nerd courses. <laughs> Because the main character of Project Hail Mary does also have a degree <laughs> in science. Incredible. In hard science. So. In, yeah, in biology, so. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, so Walter starts experimenting, and uh, Olivia has electrodes and recording brainwave output, and they're, like, playing. So it's like, oh, Joy doesn't do it. Oh, um, Exhilaration doesn't do it, because they're, like, doing... Um, he does, like, flame paper tricks with her. Um, He's like, oh, maybe frustration or anger. And he gives her an impossible puzzle and tells her to like, oh, you have to be faster. You have to be, oh, you have to start again. You're not focusing hard enough. You're stupid. So so I would, I would just like to, I just like to stop for a second and point out. So like there is a puzzle that is sort of like that, that is, that was used at least when I took the gifted test way back in the day where it was like, hey, here's an image, like get it so that like, you know, you're like, you can match up this image yeah. and it's got like, you, you know, the puzzle I'm talking about, right, Charlie? Yeah, it's, it's the shape shadow thing. Yeah, the shape shadow thing. I cannot do that for the life of me. 
like at all. Well, yeah, because yeah. you no. can't picture and, things. And it was really funny because I was trying to do it during the thing, and I just kept getting frustrated because I couldn't do it. And it was like I, I like nailed a lot of the other things, but I just like not even the simplest thing could I could I get to work on that. What's very helpful for that kind of puzzle is being able to picture a three D object in your mind and rotate it <laughs> no. so you can see all the angles in your head without having to physically look at it. It's a very useful skill. Hey, yeah, imagine I, having to do that for like your master's projects or courses and not being able to do that. That would fucking suck, right? That's, You'd that's have to have like a box technology. with labels. <laughs> imagine not being able to picture a Rubik's Cube and to rotate it in your head. No. <laughs> We're so mean to him. Oh. I'm, I'm just remembering back to both that and then also like on like the EQAO and those tests. Do you remember where it was like, hey, how many blocks are in this image? And it would like show you something where it was like a 3D image and it would have a certain number of blocks and it was they were in like oh, weird spots. Oh, yeah. And it showed yeah, you like yeah. the first, the front side and then like the right side. And they're just, yeah. Like, and like, you know how it's like, oh, yeah, no, just picture that in 3D and they're easy to count. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> What if you had to do some, like, hard, hard thinking to, like, you know, make sure that the box is lined up and have to, like, write numbers on the boxes and make sure the numbers lined up on the different images? Oh, man. I always liked EQAO days because I got to just, like, sleep for most of the day. Mm. Just oh, burn through your, the test. So your anger management classes? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I still had to do EQAO as well. <laughs> but those tests were so easy. You just burn through them and then you just got to, like, read a book for the rest of the class time. It was great. They were great. Uh, but hey. That was like um, the golden era of school where stuff isn't like, stuff isn't that difficult and you still had fun. I think the yeah. best part as well about the EQAOs is like, like yeah, no, the teachers would be like, hey, just be chill. Everything's fine. For us, for example, we were allowed to have gum while we were writing the EQAO yeah. test. It was like oh, the only yeah. time. Yeah, well, that's because it's scientifically proven that stress makes you dumber. Like... <laughs> Yeah. When you're in a stressful situation, you get dumber. So, like, tests are terrible because you get very stressed about them. So you actively get a worse memory and worse cognitive abilities while hey. doing the test. Shout out to my high school math teacher who on midterms and finals, uh, you could go up, like, the full weighted bit, but you can only go down, like, 1% or 2% because he's like, midterms and finals are harder. And I already grade you on if you know the subject matter on our unit test, so I don't really yeah. care. And we're like, oh my god, you're awesome. Yeah, it's what you mean. He didn't let you guys just like smoke weed before the start of test. <laughs> no, I think that does work for some people. Like if you if you're able to like be here's, here's a gummy bear. You you if you're if you're nervous, just take this. <laughs> All right, ten year olds, here's some gummies. <laughs> oh no, it's the wrong ones. They just got really sleepy instead of having a great time watching Scott Pilgrim versus the World. <laughs> Totally didn't happen to David and I. <laughs> Did just both of us clonk out? Your girlfriend comes down and like, why are they asleep? <laughs> oh no, we took the wrong ones. Anyways, Olivia's taking other tests now as well. <laughs> yeah, and Walter's like, oh, fear by herself won't do it because he like makes her watch Jaws. Well, and... no, he's starting to watch. He's starting to make yeah. her watch Jaws, and he's like, no, I have something better than fear to do it. <laughs> I'm going to use Nick to scare her, and well, so they. Well, yeah, no, a... she's she's going to make the fear of being forgotten, which is the start of it. When he's like, all right, I'm just going to lock you in this room. I'm going to leave you for a couple hours. Turn off the lights. <laughs> yeah. And then there's like banging on the door and the lights flicker. And when they come back on, one of her friends is on the ground, like covered in blood. And that's where we get the 
on the videotape we saw like season two that Walter found where she's like huddled in the corner, scorched marks all on the walls. Hey, that's where that happens. Yep. That's where that trauma is. Yeah. Uh, put a check mark down to trauma discovered. Oh, jeez. That's one down in like <laughs> so 50 much to go. more to go. <laughs> so many more to go. It's really impressive that she was allowed to join the FBI with the amount of mo- emotional trauma she has. Well, that's why I think the um, mind controller brainwashing that happens later comes into it. Most likely, so that she doesn't yeah. remember any of this, and therefore yeah. can't bring it up on any of the examinations to get except, into FBI school. <laughs> except for the sleeper agent uh, things, like only wear black, dark colors, be physically well, yeah, those active. Those are benefits. Yeah. <laughs> You're always styling. I mean, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, apparently Olivia has gone missing and no one can find her. And mm-hmm. uh, Elizabeth shows up with Peter and there's like cops outside and she's like, what the fuck is going on? Um, so Elizabeth goes to go find Walter and leaves Peter by the cubbies. And, you know, Peter's a kid not really fitting in in the universe. So he goes and roots around in other people's stuff. Um, and he goes over to Olivia's drawings and sees a very angry man, which is her stepfather, which is another point of, yes, this girl is being abused at home, but let's ignore it. And, hey, look, a field of white tulips. I wonder if Peter's seen those before. Hmm. Well, okay, also, also real real quick, just to bring this back, because I thought this was, like, a really good little added effect. Um, after, so, like, we cut to commercials after the, um, after Olivia explodes. Um, and the little glyph that we get at that moment also flickers. Does it? Which is super fun. Yeah, that's no, they, cool. they do the whole, like, Betamax flickering again oh, during that yes. glyph. And that's the only oh, glyph yes, that I've seen do. that. Huh. Which is I think, I think on one of the glyphs, I think last episode, uh, the final glyph instead of having the circle light, the light is a heart. Like, huh. there's there's so many little things. <laughs> so nice. But yeah. Anyway, <laughs> wanted to bring that up because I noticed it new, but I thought it was awesome. But yeah, um, uh, Peter notices the white tulips, and um, Walter and uh, Elizabeth are having a discussion being like hey um i read your lab notes yeah uh, what the fuck <laughs> this, they, this isn't olivia okay. olivia needs to go back home where she's being abused in order for the experiments to work and walter's like yeah it's a where it's a weird combination of love and terror i'm like that's not love nope we had this is... discussion when avengers um, Infinity War came out where a bunch of people were like, oh, they're portraying abusive relationships poorly. And I'm like, no, they're not. It's just abuse. There's no love yeah. there. It's just abuse. Yeah. Yep. Everyone got really weird about the, the Thanos crying over Gamora scene. And I think really broadly misinterpreted it. It was just, there was one specific YouTuber that it, I stopped, I 100% just stopped watching completely because of his take on it. Thanks, <laughs> Doug. Just like, yeah. But, uh, um, so they're, they have a discussion and basically Elizabeth is like, you, you know, or you think that she's being abused and you're doing nothing about it. What the fuck? And yeah. at this point, the entire family, the entire Bishop family knows that she's being abused because Peter, after looking in the notebook as well and seeing all the rest of the images are horrifying images from home. Um, yeah. <laughs> but Walter's like, I have to do this because eventually the other side is going to come forward for yeah, Peter. He, 
he essentially drops the uh, pretend that he's going to give him back at this point. Because I well, don't no, think I he's think ever he... feeling it. So I, I think, think at this point, he, he w- might hope still that there would be some forgiveness. But he's like, if we can't get, like, if we can't get him back, then they're going to come. And it's not just going to be the one life for life. It's going to be... I don't know. I don't think so. Like, why do the full Cortexafran trials? Why get this many children involved? Why? Like, this isn't the only, like, we know Jacksonville isn't the only location they've tested at. Like, they've, we know they've done other tests in other locations. We know that William Bell is also doing other research in this at the same time. I think they're doing all weird kinds of research. I think it works twofold for, like, Walter tries to send him back. Cool. If he if it works and he can send him back, then job done. Mm-hmm. And they've also gained all this side research, and that's and probably might why be able William to Bell is involved. In case the other side well, tries to retaliate, but well, that's the thing is if they fail and can't send him back, then they have all these. What eventually they turn into, they have these guardians of the universe. Ooh. Um, ready in case the other side does try to break through, knowing that the the fabric between universes is thin. Right. Do, do you think these people could like protect the whole universe, or maybe just like a galaxy? Well, I think <laughs> uni- universe through um, universe through keeping the fabric together. Ah, right. She doesn't have um, the same ring. No. <laughs> right. And here, do we jump now to the other universe here? Mm, yes. Or is that yes? Okay. We do. Right. So we jump to essentially a news report. Oh. Uh, yeah, sorry, but yeah. first Peter and Elizabeth learn that, oh, Peter is missing now, too. And oh, right, then right, we, right. we jump to the parallel universe where uh, Walter Nitt is, uh, get crunk. He's getting very drunk while watching, listening to a news report about the kidnapping of his child. And, yeah. uh, they, uh, Elizabeth comes in, turns the TV off and is like, listen, you, you can't be doing this. And Walter Nitt's like, but you, you missed out. They were about to comment how ironic it is that the, um, what's like the, the um, safety czar. Yeah, yeah, the, the czar safety czar was unable to protect his own child, which first of all, safety czar. What? Well, okay. Did you hear the throwaway had... line right before that? <laughs> the throw line, throwaway line on the TV where Walter Nett was the one who developed the Star Wars defense system that protects oh, yeah, the nations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I think the U.S. still has czars. Okay, yeah, I'm looking at it now. Um, it is I don't employed know in media and popular users to... to refer to high-level officials who oversee a particular policy. Yeah, I don't okay. know if the term czar is... Is official? Is A, official, or B, used at all anymore? <laughs> Since, when, you know, the Cold you... War. But when yeah, you've got doesn't czar mean, like, S. king or something? <laughs> like uh, It was the... It was like the the Russian leadership. Yeah, because it comes from the word Caesar, as in, you know, Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, but I think it was used. Apparently, it wasn't an official term, and like the media made it up to be like, you're the head of this department. You're like, he's a safety czar. He is the supreme ruler over safety. Okay. And specifically when it comes to like safety or security or th- something, it, you know, it's, it's good. It's, it's, it almost, you know, has the uh, alliteration going for it. Yeah, it's just, it's weird to hear such a Russian term. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, for all you know, the Cold War happens between the U.S. and an entirely different country in this. Uh... <laughs> what other country does the Cold War happen with between the U.S. in this, China? in the alternate? I think I... we're in that right now. 
yeah, but China, unless I, it wasn't the same back then. I, I yeah, do unless there's a huge historical difference with the power of China back then. China was not in the yeah, uh, no. like China did not have the ability to do a cold no. war. World um, War Two never happened, and it's Germany. Also possible. Yeah, I don't think have we had any like uh, explicit references to World War Two in the other universe. I don't. We got blimps, which means the Hindenburg didn't happen. Uh, yeah, but that was like World War One, right, or very beginning of World War Two. That was Hindenburg right before the start of World War Two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm not knows? sure. I'm sure anyway. someone has gone back and made a whole timeline of the alternate universe. Hey, speaking of timelines, Walternet wants Elizabeth to go over the timeline of the abduction again, being like, "Hey, I wasn't wearing a suit." I was wearing a. You said the guy was wearing a sweater when I normally wear a suit. How fucking stupid are you? Well, he specifically says he was wearing a sweater, like I never do. Yeah, <laughs> which is um, full on just blaming her. <laughs> like, uh, he's like, oh, like you could do plastic surgery. It's come a long way, but the voice would be tricky to do. And she's like, why the fuck are we going over this again and again and again? I've told you a hundred times. I've told the police a hundred times. And I went like, through hypnotherapy to try and yeah. remember these details better. <laughs> God damn it. Let me let me rest, please. Yeah. And he's like, we have to consider all the possible theories. And she's like, that's not going to bring our fucking son back. This is ruining our marriage. This is all we do anymore. You go to work, come home and drink, and then ask me to go over this again and again. This is our routine. And she's like, don't go to work tomorrow. Stay here. Don't Let's go to Florida. fix our marriage. Just, yeah. <laughs> and then maybe in t- 10 years, you won't be sleeping with some random woman <laughs> telling you that you're so smart. <laughs> 20 years. 10 years, he'll still be there. <laughs> it's actually a brand new affair. We just didn't see the beginning of it. <laughs> but um, no, instead, yeah, we cut to the next morning where she wakes up in bed alone and she rolls over, realizes he's not there and kind of like sadly goes back to sleep. And we cut to Walternet strolling into his office, sunglasses on, very much hungover. And who hasn't been there? And he's going, he's going to Bishop Dynamic. Ooh. Which implies that the massive naming was William Bell's idea. Yes. Oh, yeah. Which, which also means, like, Bishop, he named it after himself. Which means William Bell has named it definitely also after himself, right? Well, Probably they had an argument about it, is what I assume. And they both wanted to name it, like, Bell Dynamic or Bishop Dynamic. And they went, fine, massive. Well, and they went, wait, what do we have in common? Our massive... Egos. <laughs> William wanted to name it Bell Labs, but then um, AT&T got very mad at him. <laughs> and then William Bell showed up to the court case with a bell just ringing it constantly. Going, That's my name! I'm Bell! <laughs> this is me! <laughs> They're like, what? We shouldn't have held this court case in Seattle. (laughs) I mean, Southern British Columbia. (laughs) Who knows when that split happened? I'm so glad that Southern British Columbia is in, you know, the northern part of the U.S. as well. (laughs) It's it's pretty good. (laughs) It's. it's... Uh, uh, But yeah, he. Comes into the office hungover, and the only, there's only one thing to fix there, and that's to drink more. Yep. And apparently the man just has mini flasks hidden all over the place. I mean, if you're an alcoholic, that feels like, that feels like the thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, he's, um, they, there's, they're definitely doing space stuff here. They've, mm-hmm. They're significantly better on the space stuff as well. It's kind of important to mention. 
Yeah, because they're at the... I guess the shuttle center is now in... Jacksonville instead of Cape Canaveral? Yep. Yeah. Which well, is... they, he was in charge of Project Star Wars, right? Which is the um, space defense system that uh, yes. Reagan Nixon. wanted? Nixon. Nixon. Nixon wanted? Yeah. But um, so it makes sense that, they're, that he's all about space stuff. Yeah. We cut back to uh, our universe, though, and Ashley is like, hey, remember how we were pretty sure that Olivia was being abused? Well, here's more proof that Olivia was being abused and hands him the drawing of the angry stepfather. But it's just weird how they play it as, like, Walter, like, a dawning realization. Like, it it it's feels like, like oh, they're wow. playing it like he he doesn't know, but kind of knows. I don't know. It's weird. Anyhow, Peter finds Olivia in the tulip field. Yes. And she's like, how did you find me? He's like, this was the only happy picture. And you're like, oh, that's fucked up. Yep, thanks. The rest Very of those pictures. Thanks, Fringe. Well, it's important to note that that also means that Peter doesn't think that blimps are happy. Yeah, what the fuck's wrong with him? He, <laughs> he should love blimps. Yeah. He should have seen the blimp and been, fuck yeah, blimps. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I love blimps so much? Who knows? Hey, we got the nice little, like, actually introduction scene between Peter and Olivia here in the white tulip field. Um, and Peter's sort of trying to, like, you know, calm Olivia down and um, bring her back it's... with all of that sort of terrifyingness that's still happening with Olivia. Um, yeah. As we see the... the, the she's tulips. surrounded by burnt tulips. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, this is... I don't know. This is nice because it's just Peter is a nice kid. Like, Peter is a smart, yeah. empathetic kid. And he's just trying to help her as well. Like, he doesn't seem to have much of an ulterior motive here. He just is like, oh, she's in trouble. She's not having a good time. I'm going to try to yeah. help. Also, hey. also, this seems like, God, it fits really well in terms of just, like, the entire, like, arc of the season because this is this is very much a, like, hey, they're going to get together now. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. She still doesn't know about the uh, baby in the other universe. <laughs> yeah. uh, to be fair, Peter doesn't know about the baby. Yeah, and I think that's going to be a problem. Oh, yeah, no. this is, But this is definitely the, like, hey, we're going to have the happy relationship for, like, a little bit, maybe? <laughs> do, you uh... think, do you think she's? it's going to rekindle the how did you not know it wasn't me? I would never ask you to do it raw. <laughs> You've heard my rants on STDs way too often. You know I'm on a strict regimen of birth control. <laughs> Well, no, He's then. like, that's why I thought it was safe. <laughs> I swear I only did it raw because that's what I fantasized about <laughs> with our future, and I had that. <laughs> Anyways, let's get back to the nice childhood Peter and Olivia scene. Childhood Peter and Olivia scene. <laughs> Yeah, this conversation happens in like twenty years, <laughs> where we're getting it's very much just two very misplaced people. Uh, yep, and yeah. sort they of have a nice it. sort of conversation. Peter recounts the white tulip story that his mom told him. He struggles yeah. first saying "mom" before like sort of just going, "Yeah, no, my mom told this me the story." Be, this is going to be easier to explain later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And About she also tulip. tells him that his, her stepdad's been hitting her, and he's like, tell my fucking dad. Tell mm-hmm. Walter. Well, no, 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 not my dad. Tell Walter. Yeah. That he's yeah. not ready to call Walter his dad yet. That is very obvious. You should tell Walter, and she's just like, do you trust him? And he goes, 
You should tell him. Yes, there's, there's, there's a very evident, okay, my mom's okay, she's trying, my dad is not. Walter is not okay. But we get like a kind of Men in Black 2 scene where they start holding hands and then it starts snowing. And Peter's like, did you imagine that? And she's kind of like, maybe, I guess I can control the weather now. I'm Storm from the X-Men. <laughs> Is actually I, another one. I can yeah. ruin local ecosystems by causing it to snow in Florida. Storm would be like the ultimate, like, um, climate change. Not climate change, but just like deterrent weapon. Because, like, sh- 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 make her show up somewhere, ruin the weather cycle of that location, like, and just cause oh, yeah. massive damage. Like, tactical weapon. That's what I was looking for. Like, I mean, most of the people on the X-Men, like, hey, this is Cyclops. What can he do? He shoots kinetic energy out of his eyes. Well, like, he, he'll just blow up your base if you don't do what I to mean, say. Yeah, so, so, but... da- so, David, I have, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. You could send Storm, who could then, you know, bring around a massive drought, destroying all the crops. Or you could just put a nuke there, and that would also destroy all the crops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Storm is just a person. <laughs> Yeah, you know which one's probably going to cost less in the long run to maintain? The nuke. <laughs> hey, hey, David, when when people like hold a bank hostage, why tactically go in and take out the bank robbers and kill them that way? Why don't you just use a nuke? Exactly. Listen, I wasn't saying we need to do that. I was saying that she would be very useful as a tactical weapon. <laughs> yes. I wasn't saying we should use her to stop bank robbers. In fact, that is a waste of her talents. <laughs> That's what we have nukes for, stopping bank robberies. Would the that ultimate be a deterrent? deterrent. There's... Would that be a deterrent if every bank had a nuclear warhead in it? Every bank had a nuclear warhead and exactly like a zero tolerance for... Uh... <laughs> for robberies? For robberies. Yeah. It would take exactly one bank robbery, I feel like. <laughs> Before no one robs a bank again? Before no one works at a bank again. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. No one would ever work for a bank again, but also no one would ever rob a bank. <laughs> no one would use banks. <laughs> Boom, no one would live near system. banks. <laughs> financial system solved. <laughs> Nukes in every single you bank. You want decentralized currency? You got it. <laughs> Do you think anyone's ever going to walk into a bank again? Therefore, decentralized, the only way to go. <laughs> Bitcoin to the moon. <laughs> oh, my God. But it can't, because we put nukes on the moon, too. <laughs> Bitcoin ever the reaches go- the moon, I'll destroy it. Listen, nukes won't stop the ghosts who are on the moon, though. <laughs> it's haunted. Anyhow. Anyhow. Um, everyone's still freaking out because they can't find Peter and Olivia, but oh, hey, look, they show up, and it's snowing, and everyone is happy and confused because it's snowing. Um... And Ashley's like, cool, hey, Olivia, your stepdad's back. Um, And Elizabeth is happy that Peter's back. And Olivia's like, no, 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 I got to go see Dr. Walter. I got to go see Dr. Walter. And she runs in crying and is like, "Um, my dad hits me. That's when I crossed over. That's when I saw the blimps. That's when I was in the other universe. (laughs) Yeah, make make my stepdad stop hitting me. And then Walter enters the room and is like, what's going on? And she's like, what do you mean? Oh, what the fuck? You weren't at your desk. And she's like, "Wait, that 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 Walter took my book. I, I needed that. Yeah, that so was evidence. Give him the drawing book. What the fuck? 
This is the second time Olivia's had this, where she's walked into an office, talked to someone at a desk, and then gone, wait, what the fuck? Behind her? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because this happens so with Royals as It's well also a really the, good uh, scene. In the twin yeah. episode. Yeah. <laughs> well, even in the uh, season one, when she starts to cross over at the end. Yeah. And she, like, blips into the FBI offices. Yeah. God, but it's, yeah. It's a good scene. Um. <laughs> Then Walter's walking Olivia back to her stepdad, and he's like, hey, if you make her uncomfortable, I have friends in the government that will erase you. Yeah, Bye. Unfortunately, unfortunately, he doesn't have the same powers on the other side where he could just send a space laser down. No, he can't laser <laughs> him from space. I didn't know Walter knew the Jews. <laughs> oh. I thought of that nope. joke and didn't want to make it. Nope. I'm skipping right over those ones. Oh God! For those, for those who aren't up to date, what an insane woman! <laughs> there is a congressperson in the United States named Is it Marjorie Taylor Greene? Yes. Um, who has gone on record saying that uh, California wildfires were started by I think a George Soros-funded Jewish space laser. Yep. Do with that information as you will. That is not the craziest thing she has said, unfortunately. It's up there, though. It's in the top yes, five. Yes, it's definitely up there, but it's not the craziest thing. Yes. Oh, God. Um, Just not down with anti-Semitism? Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to Peter and Elizabeth having like a nice, a nice moment where he's like, hey, I'm sorry for running off. I get, I, I'm not going back, I guess. And Elizabeth's like, I'll be the best mom to you. I'll take care of you. And he's like, but you're not my real mom. And she goes, no, I am. She, I am she, your real almost, mom. she almost breaks the gaslighting and then goes, nope, I have to double down can, on this. You can see the decision in her like in her mind. Like yeah. he makes a decision. And, and like he walks away and you can see like and well he calls her mom and then she's like, Okay, cool. I'm gonna go drink now. And I've broken. Yeah, and, and like, you can see like the emotional breakdown in real time. And mm-hmm. God, like they, they do make this like that. That is a terrible decision because she's made the one that is probably best because otherwise, if you break it once, it's broken forever. And Peter is going to be broken forever. <laughs> if you yeah. if you in that moment go, yes, you're right. You're not from here. I'm not your real mom. If you open Peter that kind is going of worms, to be broken ever. <laughs> it can never be closed again. But like. But oh still, my God, lying, lying to your dead child is what she does yeah. in this scene. Yeah. Um, also, if you look on the fridge in the background, there Peter has drawn some seahorses. Yeah. Look oh. oddly like the, the glyphs. Oh. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, she yeah. pulls out some old scotch whiskey, and um, she's the one who starts drinking, I guess. Yep. Which I guess uh, means that Peter thinks that Walter Nitt is a weak man. Yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> But hey, speaking of alternate, we cut to him and he calls his wife and he has the, the drawing booklet um, that Olivia gave him and is like, hey, I know where our son is. And it zooms in on a picture of Peter and Olivia holding him. Mm-hmm. That's our episode. God, such a good episode. Mythology <laughs> yes. episode, lore dumps. Uh, the Observer is inside of Bishop Dynamic Labs in Florida and stops and looks at Secretary Bishop as he enters and is greeted by one of the staff there. Oh. And the glyph is switch. Ah, makes sense. Makes sense. It does make sense. 
All right, so David, you remember me calling that I got this one last time yes. from the episode. Yes, I do so, remember that. What is the clue? So the clue from last episode is literally in the same scene that we see the Observer from the last episode, right at the start of it, um, when they're walking to the apartment. Um, and they pass by a shop, and you'll notice that the camera stops for just a little bit too long on a single uh, like convenience store. Convenience store's name? Tulip food. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'll buy that. <laughs> I hope I so. I fucking, I fucking saw it. I saw the word tulip and I went, that's it. <laughs> I don't even know what the next episode is, but if you're referencing tulip at any goddamn point in this show, that's the clue. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, tulips were an important thought point in, you know, White Tulip, the other episode. So, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um,. Fun fact. Um, quick fun fact I found. SAR is still used by the media for terms. There is a list of executive branch SARs, um, the most recent being currently active, the COVID-19 SAR. Oh, interesting. All right, then. Yep. There's several others that I think are still active as well. There is the Cruz SAR, which was appointed by Trump in 2020. And then there is also a human trafficking SAR. Ooh, that one sounds. Yeah. But yeah, that one sounds worse. Be, it seems to be like essentially whenever the president appoints someone to a specific sort of office or position, um, in charge of a specific problem, the media grabs onto that and gives them a term. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. Look at us. All right. Uh, episode ratings. <laughs> yeah, Nick. Let's start with you. Um. God, this is like possibly a five it's either a four and a half or a five i thought this episode was incredible um i'm, I'm gonna give it a five i think that like no matter what if you're re-watching fringe like this is this is easily like even if you're only watching like one episode a season i think this is like a must watch episode this episode is awesome um the lore dumps everything that they sort of try and tie in with it um and like even just like the small little tidbits that you get in the background of the episode and getting everything back it's that's really well done like it was like it's a needed episode and they executed like almost perfectly they Mm -hmm. they pretty flawlessly tie in stuff that was thrown out there in season one which is impressive for a show to do yeah and like they, they they tie in like there there are like there are probably some like plot holes that i could find but like watching the episode and watching it there and then talking about it now nope (laughs) well yeah at that point i think the only way you could sort of break this apart is by nitpicking at things right like you could nitpick about like some of the other kotexa fan children and stuff like that but i think overall this does a really good job tying up all those loose threads into one cohesive sort of story and mythology for one episode to tie in so much i think (laughs) even with the kotexa fan kids they show like a small brown boy yawning as soon as we cut to them in the circle i'm pretty sure that's the mind reader kid yeah. Maybe. I'm I'm not <laughs> super sure. I don't they don't but, actively give them names. I think the only one we can actually confirm, I think, is Nick Lane. Yeah. Yes. But I, I think they went out of their way to be like, well, we have to accurately cast these kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure they did. Like yeah. there's a huge amount of attention to detail in this show that sometimes goes unnoticed. But yeah. damn they do a good job on the set design. They they really do. Um yeah, I would agree with that high rating. I think maybe I'm not gonna go high as up to five, but I think like a four point five, definitely. Yeah, this is a four point five. Its only drawback is that it is not the episode White Tulip. 
<laughs> I was actually surprised because usually one of my big pet peeves in media is the like sort of flashback episode that ties characters together who otherwise like in the first episode don't know who each other are. Oh, like the community episode where they yeah, all get like together because the they met episode. at the, the Frogert station. <laughs> yeah, like that. those kind of flashback episodes. Like these main characters have actually known each other it's like since they were two is one of my big pet peeves in media. But I think this is actually a really well done version of it because we already know Walter and Olivia have that connection and it kind of makes sense for Peter to also be there because like he was such a big motivation for Walter. Well, yeah, they've made that a major plot point throughout the yeah. entire show. So, like, bringing it in here is completely fine. And the way that they yeah. do it is better than I'd expect. It, yes. It also, like, satisfyingly answers how did Walternate know his son was taken to an alternate universe? Because he wasn't exploring alternate universe tech at all. No, he was and it, not. it answers, yes. like, how does he know that so soon after? And, and how is he so, like, convinced of it as well? Yeah, and it's because he was visited by someone and, from another universe and, told and it also it also explains why he's like so like why he's so set against like the walter on this side despite everything else because olivia comes over and pleads saying hey my dad hits me that's why i'm doing this please stop it and then disappears and he's like holy yeah. shit the walter on the other side is okay with someone with a child yeah. getting hit if it, it means not, furthering scientific experiments and that's when we get walter in a good light that's, that's <laughs> when we get walter it going no we're not experimenting on kids in the episode earlier in the season yep. oh, where he has the just, line where he does not cross yeah, yeah. it's just, except God, when he gets convinced to cross that line by a random woman <laughs> he's <laughs> <Yeah>. with <laughs> Which again, kind of put like that scene, that, that single scene reduces this episode just by existing, <laughs> I'm, which is really I'm, unfortunate. And I, so here's here's the thing: I'm not willing to have that single scene. It, that reduces that episode. No, I'm I'm fine like with how this, oh, with how everything ties in. That's, I don't that's know. Why I'm this one a five. Just the fact that literally last episode we saw him cheating on his wife and being told <laughs> that hey, you should test on children, <laughs> and him agreeing kind of weakens his stance here. Like, yeah, it is nice too how we do see it it, it kind of makes the cheating scene better where she's like hey stay and focus on your marriage and he's like and he nah, doesn't I'm gonna go to so work. yeah and that's why their yeah. marriage is broken yeah that makes sense uh, but yeah that was it was a very good episode and is i think this is like the high point we're ramping up for the end of the season this is getting us ready for that i mean I don't know. We still have quite a bit to go. I assume we're going to lose the main plot to the next couple episodes and we'll pick it back <laughs> up later because that's usually what Fringe does. We get a nice big peak around mid-season and it's like, all right, throw that out. We got some uh, case of the week episodes to do. Well, so so what? We're on we're on episode 15 right here. Um, you know episode 19 is going to be weird as fuck. Yes. And so then everything episodes. past that is going to be major plot. But yeah, yeah. you've got 16, 17, 18. You've got three, we got episodes, three episodes that we'll see. Of I assume it's going to be nonsense or not we'll, related we'll to this main yeah. story. Like it won't oh, be nonsense. No, sure the... we have such good episodes coming up. Like, okay, I'm <laughs> sure they're going to be very good. But I'm going to say it's, I don't think they're going to be plot as plot relevant. Maybe they'll be character relevant. Maybe they'll be that. But I'm assuming they're not going to be like directly related to the overall plot of Fringe. Oh, man. I'm so pumped for the next couple episodes. <laughs> Actually so pumped. Well, you'll yeah, get no, to watch them next week. But until yeah, then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, this was another episode of Four Seasons and a Funeral. If you like this episode, feel free to give us a rating or review on your podcatching service of choice. Be that Spotify, Google Play 
um, Alexa, Podbean, whatever, a- Apple Podcasts. Um, if you want to reach out to us and let us know what you thought or what your opinions on Fringe are, um, or what maybe your opinion on the entire concept of our podcast, uh, feel free at Forsaf on Twitter, or you can email us um, at Forsaf at gmail.com. Um, until next time, um, thank you guys so much for listening. Outro. The theme music for Four Seasons and a Funeral is Algorithms by Chad Crouch and is licensed under a attribution non-commercial 3.0 Creative Commons license.